Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the People Processes podcast, where we dive into the updates, interviews, and yes, even processes that will help your organization thrive. My name is Rami Alijil, and my goal is to help HR managers and business owners create an environment where their people are their organization's competitive advantage. Today, we'll be answering a question of the month from one of our listeners. The question is, we're just going to jump right in, is... Our company is considering adopting a paid family leave program for employees. I think I read something indicating that paid family leave was addressed in the tax bill that passed late last year. Is that true? Well, first of all, kudos to you. Paid family and medical leave policies are a great benefit for employers to adopt to stay competitive in the current market and have become a necessity in the several states that have adopted paid family leave laws and regulations. To answer your question, you are correct. The Federal Tax Cut and Jobs Act, enacted in late 2017, creates Section 45S of the IRS Code to provide certain employers a tax credit for offering paid family and medical leave to employees. To be eligible for the credit, the employer's paid family and medical leave policy must have the following four pieces. One, be adopted in writing. Two, be voluntarily implemented by the employer, i.e. the employer cannot be in a state or locality that requires employers to provide paid family and medical leave. Additionally, leave paid by a state or local government does not count, so it's got to be private business and money out of your pocket. Three, provide pay for at least two weeks of a full-time employee's family and medical leave. Part-time employees must also be offered a commensurate amount of paid leave on a pro-rata basis, taking into account the number of hours a part-time employee is expected to work each week compared to an equivalent full-time employee. The credit maxes out at 12 weeks of paid family and medical leave. Four, provide that employee... Uh, provide that employees will be paid at least 50% of their normal pay while on leave. So to summarize, 50% of their normal pay, minimum two weeks, prorated for uh, part-time employees, and be adopted in writing. The amount of the credit an eligible employer receives depend on the level of pay they provide to the employees. Employers who choose to pay employees at the 50% threshold will receive a 12.5% tax credit. The credit increases by 0.25%, capping at 25% overall for each percentage point above 50% of normal pay the employer pays to employees on leave. For example, if an eligible employer chooses to pay employees on paid family and medical leave 60% of their normal pay, then the eligible employer's tax credit would be 15%, right? 12.5% at 50 plus 0.25 for every percent above that, that's 15%. The tax law defines qualifying employees as those who meet the definition of employee on the, under the Fair Labor Standards Act of 1938. Uh, that's 29 U.S.C. Section 203E, for those of you who like to read the laws. Those who have worked for the employer at least for at least one year and for the preceding year had compensation of 60% or less of the compensation threshold for highly compensated employees. Highly compensated employees is a whole... Uh, other topic, but basically it needs to be the out of your employees, the bottom 80% is another way to think about it. Paid family and medical leave is leave that is protected under the Family and Medical Leave Act, FMLA. If the employee's leave is paid vacation leave 
personal leave or medical or sick leave, then that is not eligible and medical leave uh, for family and medical leave for the purposes of the tax credit. So can't be vacation, can't be personal. This has got to be a special thing for FMLA. Employers that are not subject to FMLA may also receive tax credits for paid family and medical leave if they otherwise provide employees the same protections under the FMLA and meet the other requirements discussed above, such as having a written policy. The policy must ensure that the employer will not interfere with, restrain, or deny an employee the ability to take leave pursuant to the policy or to retaliate against any employee for exercising their rights under the policy. The tax credit is currently not a long-term benefit for employers. Instead, it's in effect for two years and sunsets on December 31st, 2019, unless reenacted by Congress. So keep that in mind before you jump in with both feet. If you choose to voluntarily implement a paid family and medical leave policy, we recommend you do double-check with counsel to ensure your written policy meets all the technical requirements of the tax law. That's a great question, and I hope this has helped uh, you research it a little bit. It's going to defray some of those costs over the next two years unless it gets re-upped on a permanent basis, and uh, I'm very excited for you. If you have any questions about it or need any more help, check us out at peopleprocesses.com. Submit whatever you need. We'd love to help. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for episode number three. If you have any questions for us, follow us on social on the social media of your choice, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. We'd love to hear from you and answer your questions. You can also subscribe to us on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn Radio. Have a great day and go out there and get your work done.